Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. I love it. Uh, Jill is, I'm staring at Jill in her bikini outside. Love it. I'm sitting in sweats and you're sitting in no clothes. It is so warm out today. So I had a bunch of calls before this and um, I was sitting at my computer and I was like, how can I record the podcast outside today? So I'm sitting out here. Well, hopefully my computer doesn't like go up in flames because it's like <laughs> beating down. It's like 85 degrees out. I'm sitting on my deck and I love um, it. But if you guys don't know where I live in Manhattan beach is like, it's really nice, but it's all the houses are so close together. Cause the real estate is obviously really like nice here. So my neighbors are literally like, I they're, I don't know, maybe 25 feet from me. So I was like, am I going to annoy people talking super loud on this podcast? I mean, I guess it's fine. Yeah. They'd be I mean, lucky if they could hear this episode. What are they going to do? Call the cops? There's a woman talking very loudly about (laughs) farting in front of her partner. (laughs) So there's like the next door app and you're going to see a picture of yourself. Does anyone know? Oh my God. The next door app is so funny. Like the second there's anything, there'll be like a helicopter overhead. And like all of a sudden within 20 minutes, someone's (laughs) on next door being like, does anyone know what's happening on Rosecrans (laughs) in the Highland? It's uh, yeah, it's funny. So anyway, I might end up on next door. I saw a meme that said, uh, I don't know who needs to hear this, but someone on next door apps thinks they saw a Fox. And I was dying <laughs> laughing because literally every day on our next door, it's someone sees a coyote. It's coyote sightings every yeah. freaking day. I was walking my dog and I saw a coyote in the morning. I'm like, yeah, well <laughs> they were here first. So there's lots of coyotes. We live in the desert and I was dying laughing because I was there's like, yeah. there was one thread on and I don't I like can't spend I can't afford to spend time in there but someone was like does anyone know what this is this insect came into my house and someone just goes it's a bee <laughs> <laughs> oh man well one of our friends uh Jacqueline she said her, her boyfriend spends more time on um, next door than like any social media apps. Like he doesn't spend time on Instagram. Like that's his, that's his entertainment. Our friend Doug does the same thing. Like he'll be at like work and like just reading through the, the next door threads. (laughs) It is so funny. If you guys don't know what it is, it's basically like you can put in your neighborhood and then you have to like validate where you live. And then literally it's just all the news of people who live in your neighborhood. So like I've used it to get recommendations for like interior designer, or I was looking for like a personal assistant and I put that up there. Like you can use it like kind of like a marketplace too, or looking for recommendations, but then there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of passive aggression. There's a lot of nosy motherfuckers on there. I don't have time for that. Oh my God. It's too funny. Well, Speaking of all of this, we're going to be talking about people pleasing today. And I can't so, believe we never talked about this. Yeah. Same. We've talked about boundaries, I feel like, but that's a little different. Yeah. I want to talk about um, how to stop people pleasing. And uh, right before we jumped on, Jill's like, I don't think I'm a people pleaser. She said, I are you? And I was am. like, I was like, yeah, definitely. Well, what is that? Okay. I mean, so like for people listening, 
Yeah. How does, how does someone know if they're a people pleaser? Like what are some of the, I don't know, what are Mm -hmm. the ways in which you would know? Yeah, that's me. You know, I think it's one of those, uh, I mean, okay. Self-awareness is key for sure to know if you are or not, but I think it's one of those things where you're more worried about like, what do people think of you or, um, you'll bend over backwards for everyone else. Maybe, you know, I, I guess I think of it, like, I think back when I was a kid in like school and how I wanted to like be not, I don't want to say a teacher's pet, but I always wanted to make sure like the teacher thought I was a good student. And like, I was always really listening and I was always trying to like, make sure I was, I don't like the word teacher's pet. Cause it sounds like I am, but you <laughs> something were. along you the lines were. of you that, like, were. you know, you want like everyone to like you and especially people maybe in authority that you're trying to get on their good side. And you, you want it, you almost are manipulating situations. So like, you're never in trouble or like the, you don't want to be looked at as like the bad guy or the bad mm-hmm. person. You know, I think it also is um, for people who um, maybe, I think we, a lot of us default to people don't like us. I don't know why we do that as humans, right? Like mm. we always just assume, like I always assume personally, if someone unfollows me on social media, who I feel like we're cool, you know, cause that happens every once in a while. Like someone, I was like, oh, I thought we were cool. And like, they'll unfollow. I'm like, are they, what did I, like, you just go like, what did I do? Or like, did I do something wrong? Or do they not like me or whatever? And I think going down that sort of I don't know, a uh, rabbit hole can really make you miserable. It's the same thing about, you know, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs for people who start their email list and they send out an email and they get unsubscribes. They're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And they'll like literally yeah. line by line, go through their email and be like, what could I have possibly said that would turn someone off? At the end of the day, it's not, it's none of that. It's mm-hmm. literally just people living, right? Just people like living their life, doing what they need to do. And so I think if you, you can identify as a people pleaser, if you do things you don't want to do, right. If you start to notice that there's resentment and why would someone be a people pleaser? Because they feel like if they don't do the thing that someone else wants them to do, that somehow that person can be mad at them. There's going to be some sort of negative outcome. What do you think? Well, I think people pleasing tendencies probably comes from childhood. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, Mm-hmm. whether or not maybe you were, um, you were given more love and attention if you did, you know, what your parents asked you to do, or your teachers asked you to do. And so that was your way of getting affection, or that was your way of getting attention or affirmation. And so I think that for a lot of people, please, maybe a lot of people who are high achievers too, mm-hmm. who would get a lot of affirmation for doing like being the best or doing well. And so you get addicted to that sense of, uh, admiration or affirmation. And so I don't know. I, I I really think that it comes from way back like childhood. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I would just imagine. So I think a lot of our traits, you know, are longstanding things. Like, I don't think you just become a people pleaser as an adult. If you didn't care when you were younger, why would you suddenly start to care? Um, It also like, depends on like the people who are in your life when you were younger, right? Well, how did they do things? Did you see them say yes to things that they mm-hmm. didn't want to do? Did, did they, did you watch them say yes and then complain? Or did you see them, you know, say yes and want to make people happy? You know, I feel like the reason why I'm maybe, I never really struggled with this is because my earliest sort of female mentors were my mom and my stepmom. 
and who is uh, my dad's second wife. And both of them are very similar in personality. They're both very uh, self-sufficient. They're very like, I don't know, for like lack of a better phrase, like boss babes, like they're very on it. They were both single moms for a long time. So they sort of had to take the reins. They sort of had to like take control. They sort of had to, um, you know, just, uh, they kind of forced me to take responsibility. And I saw them having boundaries because they had to like a single parents, like they just had to have boundaries. And so I think I was lucky to see these like really strong female independent women being my role models and seeing how they interacted in the world. And so for me, it was never really a struggle. I don't think to have a, to have a boundary or to say no to something that I didn't mm-hmm. want to do. And it's, I'm human. And I think I always had moments where I was like, ah, is this going to piss someone off, but I never, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it, it's someone who we perceive to be an authority or someone who we perceive to be up at a higher status. Yeah. Cause that's the thing is like, you know, you, if you perceive someone to be at like maybe a lower status, I hate this kind of language, but you might just be like, ah, well, like their needs aren't as important as my needs. Mm -hmm. But if it's someone who you feel like has a higher status than you, you want to make sure that they see you in a certain way that you are that in order to get to that same level as them, you know? And so I think there is this feeling of people pleasing and it's sort of selective. It's not just everyone across the board. Um, it's really interesting. I was listening to another podcast recently and the host was saying that people pleasing is really selfish and it's kind of the, op- we think it's the opposite. We go, Oh, from people, please are like, I'm just selfless. I always put people ahead of, you know, uh, people's other people's needs ahead of mine, which is not untrue. But if you think about it, it really is for selfish reasons. And oftentimes it's lying. It's literally lying because you're saying that you are happy to do something that you really don't want to do. It's you, you know, putting your own needs aside for someone else and pretending that's fine. And then later on, maybe talking shit, venting, uh, having resentment, right? So when you think about it that way, the more selfless thing would be to be honest about your desires, to be honest about what you really want. And to me, that honesty is a service to everyone in your life. They know where you stand. So while in the the immediate moment, they might feel a little taken aback or a little disappointed even that you're not going to do what they want you to do, they at least tell all the information. So you know where you stand. And to me, that's the kindest thing you can actually do. And it's the most selfless is giving people all the information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like how you said that you thought a lot of it had to do with your role models too, because I- I feel like my role model was my mom and she was definitely a people pleaser. And she would make even comments to me like, Hey, you want to make sure you do this. You want to make sure you want to make sure your teachers are happy and you want to. So it was always about making sure other people Mm. are happy. And it's not about like, how do you feel? Mm. And, you know, I see a lot of parents do this too, where, you know, they'll, maybe they bring their kids up to introduce them to people that go give your auntie so-and-so a hug or go do this. And if the kid doesn't want to, they're just like, do it, Mm. you know? And regardless of what the child wants, you're forcing them to do something. And so I think that you you're trained almost, I don't want to say trained to be a people pleaser, but in some ways you are trained to put your own needs aside, maybe. Yeah. Putting your needs aside and going, okay, I do this because I was told to, I'm taught obedience over self-sufficiency or I'm taught obedience over making my own decisions. So, you know, in, in the religion I was brought up in as well, I think obedience was a big uh, value. And so Mm. 
a lot of times when it comes to obedience, it's not about what do you want or not want. It's you obey because you obey. And that's just the way that it is. So I think that when it comes to people pleasing, I think it, it's a learned trait. I think it's something that you don't necessarily want, but then it becomes an internalized behavior for you. And I was thinking about before we were, um, recording of like, how do you stop? And so my first thought was, well, ask yourself, what do you want? But I was thinking about that in the times where I was like, really people pleasing is oftentimes what I want was I didn't want the other person to be upset or mad. And so it was hard to separate what do I actually want versus Mm. am I projecting something on someone else? And ultimately it does get to the place where if you're constantly, constantly like letting people pleasing over on your life, you do become resentful. You do start talking shit. You do start getting upset and you start burying these things and these feelings, or you just don't even know anymore what your own feelings are. And so that's kind of, you know, we've talked so much about eating, um, when we are getting out of like food obsession and all that, and you don't even know if you're hungry, you don't even know if you're full. Cause you've just denied your own feelings for so long. I think people pleasing can be the same way where you don't even know what you want anymore. You're so used to doing everything for everyone else and making sure that everyone's taken care of that. You start to, um, you just don't even know your own self. Like mm-hmm. what do you personally want? And I think when you're coming out of that, it's starting to just have some awareness and really asking yourself questions on, do I really want to be doing this or am I doing it because I'm worried what somebody will say or think or, or how I'll appear to other people if I say no. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And I, I love that just analogy to the food, because I think it really is that because you're, if you have a history of people pleasing, you're always filtering every decision you make through what does the other person want, right? What's going to keep them from not getting upset, not feeling disappointed in me, not, you know, whatever negative outcome that is. So for you, what would be an example of how this manifested or has manifested in your own life? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I feel like so for a long time, just in school, you know, it was always being like on time and being first. And I think some of these things cause a lot of anxiety for me. Yep. So, you know, when you can't be, let's say you're running late for something and in your mind, you're like, people are going to be mad at me because I'm late. You start to have mm. this like this anxiety about showing up late. And so I know it caused a lot of anxiety for me, whether it was being late or turning in something late or something like that. And then what it would cause is like lying Mm. because if you're, let's just, let's just use being late as an example. So you're running late. You're worried about people thinking bad of you because you want to be on time and you want to be like the perfect person or whatever. And you're behind and maybe it's your own fault. Maybe not. But then you start to think of excuses of why you're behind, why you're late, because you don't want to, be, you don't want it to look like you were a bad person or you misjudged time. So now you have to make up something like yeah. there was traffic or whatever. And so suddenly you're going down this weird spiral of anxiety, you're creating stories and you can never feel just calm about something, or you can't ever accept responsibility. Cause you don't want, you don't want someone to look at you different, like somehow you can't tell time or somehow they're, I don't know what, what it could be, but I think that things manifested in in ways like that, a lot of anxiety, whether, you know, if something didn't go the right way, and then I had to think of reasons of why or how I could shift that perception. And when it really, when I really noticed was I would just see my mom 
agree to things that she just was too stressed out about. And I remember going like, why would you say yes? You're, you mm. have so many things going on. Why mm-hmm. would you do that to yourself? And as I started to see it in her first, and I think cause you're like your teenage years, you start to see all the things your parents are doing and thinking you're better than them. But I'd see her doing things and recognize it in myself. And I just got really frustrated when she didn't have any boundaries. Mm. And so I started to really be more mindful of myself and my own boundaries and not taking on too much, but those kind of things still would show up for me. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the trying to control other people's perceptions. And even if that led into food stuff and body image, I mean, I think all of that's, uh, still kind of people pleasing behavior in some ways, maybe it's, not totally it's certainly outwardly, perfectionism. But, yeah, yeah. It's certainly perfectionism. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. I think that really is similar, right? Like if you're a perfectionist, you have this feeling like if you step out of line or you're not good enough or whatever, if you're not perfect, that's not, there's going to be a negative consequence. It's funny. Um, I love that you said awareness first, because honestly, now that I'm thinking about this, um, so my ex-husband, Jade, he said that he is like, I was a people pleaser in our marriage. And when I think back to it, he really was more so because I don't think that he knew what he wanted. Like, I don't think so. He just defaulted to whatever I did. Right. Like I'd be like, Hey, let's go to dinner or let's go for a walk right now. Or let's like, I would just, cause I'm so like sort of on it with my schedule and what I want to do and where I'm going and like focused and stuff like that. I think he sort of just went along with whatever I suggested. And even, and he said this later on, he was like, in the moment, I did want to do those things. I did want to go to dinner. I did want to go for a walk. I did want to do that thing. He goes, but in retrospect, I was, I wasn't doing the things I wanted to do because I just wasn't thinking about it. Like, so mm-hmm. for him, if I don't know, one of his values is, you know, creating and like, he loves reading research and stuff like that. Right. But like, if I was like, Hey, let's go on for a walk, he would do it. And then later on, he would be frustrated that he hadn't had time to read research. So it's like in the moment, yes, it is the kind of thing that you do want to do. But then later on you go, you have resentment or you have this feeling of like, now I'm behind or now I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. Or maybe you just don't have, you're not super clear on like where your path is. So it's easier for you to be taken off path by someone else's agenda, you know? And so I think there are people who just are more um, like know where they're headed. And his big complaint with me was that when he like stopped wanting to go, I would, I'd be like, but why not? Like we always go for a walk or we always go to dinner. We always, you know, so I think that was where like some of the friction came in was I got used to him just doing whatever. And he had this resentment build up. So he feel like he wasn't prioritizing himself. And then that, mm-hmm. and then none of those conversations happened in real time. It didn't happen until much later. We're trying to put the pieces together. Like, why did this happen? What was going on here? What was happening with our dynamic? And so he, and I could see how, if you're around someone like me, who is fairly focused on what they want to do, that it would be easy to just sort of fall into that trap. Yeah. And I think one of the fears that people pleasers have is if they start to put up a boundary and start to say, wait a second, this is what I want. They're going to get that reaction of the person who was always used to them going along with it. Now, suddenly you're saying no, and you're, and the person, the person who's being said no to was like, Whoa, what are you doing? (laughs) Why are you changing? So it's, it's kind of an interesting, I don't want to say trap, but there's a, there's a loop there, right? It's hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people who 
are recognizing that they're people pleasing and they want to set boundaries, have this fear of, if I start setting boundaries now, then I'm going to lose my friends or I'm going to lose this relationship, or I'm going to have people who don't like me now, or they're going to be, it's going to be jarring. And it might be. It might yeah, I think be. It, I think it is. I mean, I think it w- would have been for me, you mm-hmm. know, at that time. And I think, and it was funny. So I'll just tell this little story and this is a good example. So out of the two of us, Danny always says that I'm the bad influence. And yet everyone thinks that Danny's the bad influence. <laughs> and one of the things that you guys, I think, you know, especially when we were single and we were going out a lot, like we were drinking a lot, like, you know, half of it was a coping mechanism. The other half was like, Hey, we're single. It's fun. We're going out all the time, whatever. And so a couple months ago, um, I saw Danny, this is, I don't know when this was like September, October. And so you had said that for sort of some health reasons and things like that, that you are not going to drink for a while. So you were like, and I could tell when you were sharing it with me that you were like, I could tell you, like, didn't want me to be disappointed. Like you could, <laughs> I would tell you were like talking to a group, but you were really talking to me like, okay, so for health reasons, I'm, I've decided I'm not going to be drinking for a time. And I could tell that there was this fear of like, that I was going to either pressure you or like make fun or tease you or something. And I remember like noticing that and saying, and I don't know if you had the same insight, but I was like, I respect that. And I won't pressure you and I won't do the things because I know that that's your choice. But I could see that like little fear of like, because you wouldn't even make eye contact with me. You're like looking at everyone else. <laughs> and you were like, so I've decided I'm not going to drink for a while. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's all good. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like my drinking buddy, but I'm also like, that's cool too. Do, do we need you for you? I support you. <laughs> no, it's so true. Cause I know, well, you know, it's like, uh, it's one of our activities. So, but also I know, cause you're just, I've, I have this feeling you would be like, all right, come on, just let's do it. <laughs> and you probably do pressure. because it's fun, right? <laughs> like it's not hard to get you to have a drink. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. But no, I need to cut back too. So I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when, one of the, the things about being, um, a people pleaser, recovering people pleaser is so much as, um, because I think it goes on for, it has gone on for so long. And because you get affirmation from other people, um, you do, I think sometimes get confused with what is for you and what is for them. Because sometimes if you're making other people feel good, it makes you feel good. So it's hard to sometimes Mm -hmm. unravel. What are those, what are those parts? And I think one of the ways to do that is to really ask yourself is, are you feeling resentful? Are you Mm -hmm. feeling uh, overextended? Are you feeling just strapped and, and like not good anymore? Cause sure. You know, there's disappointing people is something that's probably like the people pleasers kryptonite, right? It's like, it's probably even worse than making someone angry is like being a disappointment or yes. having someone feel disappointed and oh, lost my earbud, earbud earpod, earbud. I don't even know what I said. <laughs> my ear, my earbud, um, being a disappointment to someone can feel a lot worse. And so I found where I didn't want to maybe do the thing that was requested, but the thought of disappointing someone felt just as bad, if not worse than like the resentment I might feel for doing it. And so I like, which one would I rather do? Would I rather Mm -hmm. disappoint them or would I rather do the thing and not like it? And it's like, sometimes you're just going, both of them don't feel really good. 
But I would say if you're trying to get through it and you're trying to get like practice, not being the people pleaser, I would go ahead and be like, practice disappointing somebody, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if the other one is uncomfortable and like, you're going to be uncomfortable anyway. It's, we talk about this all the time is practicing things and surfing the disappointment or, Mm -hmm. you know, practicing letting someone down and being okay with it and letting the chips fall. But there is just, Again, you gotta have the experience. You, you do yeah. have to have the experience of disappointing the person yep. because honestly, if they can't appreciate you making the decision that's best for you, they're not a friend anyway. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know what I mean? So like, I, I try and think about that as like, I don't want to call it like a litmus test, but in a way there's this feeling of like, Hey, I want to show them who I truly am and who I truly am is someone who wants to do this thing over here. And if that's a deal breaker for our friendship, then I'm glad I found out now. And yes, you're still going to go through the pain and the hurt and all the, the emotions that accompany something like that. But they don't know you right. And they don't know you. Like, that's why I say like people pleasing really is it's, it's sort of like manipulation, sort of like lying mm-hmm. and it's understandable why we do it. And it feels like there's a nobility to it, but at the end of the day, it truly is keeping who you, who you really are from the people you say you love the most. And so, um, I think rip the bandaid off and just see and be able to and do it in like a way that, you know, hopefully the person can hold space for you and, you know, and understand that. And I think it's also okay to say, Hey, I love you and I love our friendship and I want to continue, you know, having this relationship, but I also want to show you who I really am. And I want, you know, and I would love to, I will love your support in that. And what's someone going to say to that? You know what I mean? Like, that's like a nice, vulnerable, honest thing to say. So if the person is has any sort of awareness they're going to be like thank you for sharing with me yeah i'm disappointed like i love doing that thing with you or i loved having you there but i get it and then you can move forward you know and and for those who get mad or they you know they want to sever the relationship or they're they punish you for it i don't know do you want them in your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah i was this made me think of last October, um, right before my mom's surgery, before we found out she had a brain tumor, something was off. We could, you know, I could tell something was going on with her brain and I thought maybe she had a stroke or something. And my, um, my nephew has had a birthday coming up and he was at my sister-in-law invited my mom out to the birthday and my mom wasn't really wanting to go. She wasn't feeling great. And I did not think she should go. And my sister-in-law was like, it's your grandson. And I don't know, just kind of throwing a little bit of guilt on there. And then this is why, you know, back to the people pleasing that would frustrate me about my mom is that little bit of guilt put on her made her feel so bad. She decided to drive and my brother lives an hour and a half away. She decided to drive an hour and a half to this to the birthday party. And I was begging her not to go so angry that she went and she went out. And, uh, you know, later on we saw the card that she wrote and her handwriting was just awful. Like we could tell something was wrong and she got back. Okay. But it was literally maybe three days later, we found out about the brain tumor. And so I was so angry that she went out there. Like she should have, she shouldn't have been driving. It was very dangerous. Things could have definitely been different and ended up different. But it was just like those little things where just the, the little bit of a guilt trip or the little bit of feeling mm-hmm. bad was enough to make her yep. like do something that wasn't safe for her. Yep. And so I, I just, 
I try really hard to not be that. And I find myself still once in a while, um, having those, like, I feel guilty about something and I do it anyway. And then I kick myself later. I'm like, why did I do that? Or I end up going, well, I guess it was fine. It wasn't so bad. And so (laughs) I go back and forth on it. Um, but it's very much a, like getting in touch with yourself piece to, to like undo or to stop being a people pleaser. It's, you really have to get to know yourself better. And that's, what's really a tricky piece of it is it's, you know, kind of back to the food thing is you've ignored your own needs and own wants and your own desires for so long. Sometimes you don't know what they are. And, you know, maybe a practice is just a practice of saying no to everyone across the board. Um, just to get the practice of saying no, and then really tuning into asking yourself what you want more often. Like, what do I want in this moment? What do I want? You know, big picture. And I think it's just a, a constant practice, but I think there's a lot of different ways you can practice. I think saying no is, is one and, and maybe even, and maybe that's an easier thing to say to people is if you say, Hey, I'm saying no across the board right now, everything this month I'm saying no to. Then you can have the excuse of like, I'm, I'm saying no to everything, but then it gives you practice and the quote excuse that you, maybe you might feel like you need. Um, but I'm I'm really curious that way people don't take it personally, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think that's good. Now you can just say, and I think that's a good practice to say like, Hey, I'm just super overextended right now. So I'm actually just saying no to everything right now. Like, and I agree with you and then give them like a little bit of a grace period, And then when the next opportunity comes up to say no to a specific person, you can say, you know, I've been thinking and like, I am just not wanting to spend my time doing that. And like, and then maybe even giving them an alternative, like, Hey, what can we do instead? You know, or like, Mm -hmm. Hey, let's go, you know, if it's like going out, like your mom driving somewhere, you know, it could be like, Hey, you know, I'm not gonna be able to make it this time, but let's make a plan for next week. Let's do something a little bit closer to here. Right. So I think you can massage it a little bit. doesn't have to always just be like, no, but then you can, I don't know. Why don't you throw an idea? You know, that would be a good thing to do too, is like, instead of just defaulting to what the other person wants to do, because you want to, you know, please them or make them feel okay. Just why don't you throw another idea? So it's not a blanket. No, it's like, Hey, I don't know if I can do that, but what about next week? What, tell me what you're doing next week and then make it something that you're more on board with. I like it. I like it. You know, this is actually a really great conversation too, because the holidays are coming up and this is a time where there are so many obligations Mm -hmm. and putting quotes in the word obligations, because there's so many things that maybe are expected of us, uh, places to be, how we're doing our dinners or meals or whatever for the holidays, gifts, all of that stuff. And these are really the times where you're going to have to put these things into practice because that I would, I found the holidays when I was younger, the hardest ones to put up boundaries because it felt like I was, I had to be with my family on this time. I had to do these certain things. I had to buy gifts for certain people. And there are just, there are a lot of things around the holidays that you just do need to say no to for your own mental health and just for maybe your own budget or whatever. So this is a great time to have this conversation because this stuff is coming up and, um, it is definitely timely. <laughs> and it's so is timely. It's great. Good conversation. 
All right, y'all, do you struggle with this? Let us know. I think this is a good conversation because we sort of have come at it from like different angles or have different experiences with this. So, um, you know, I think the first thing that Danny said on this episode really just rings true for all of this, which is self-awareness. I think oftentimes we get into people pleasing tendencies without even knowing it. And so first thing might even just to be us to assess. And like, if you're listening to this episode going, oh shit, yeah, I do do that. You know, some people don't even notice that they do it because it's so ingrained and it's just so automatic. They just go, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden they don't know that they have been like literally living someone else's life, right? Like not Mm -hmm. their own life, living someone else's life. And so having the awareness to go like, am I a people pleaser? Oh yeah. These sound true. I remember I like years ago when I first started getting into personal development, I read this book on perfectionism. And I never thought I was a perfectionist. Then I read the book and I was like, holy shit, this is exactly me. So maybe if you're listening to this episode and you're going, yeah, I do actually do that. I do start to feel that way. I do have resentments or, you know, I do, uh, you know, feel like I don't really know exactly what I want. So I just default to what someone else wants. It might be a good time to stop and assess who you are, what you want, where you're going, and then figure out what that you need to say yes to and what you need to say no to in order to make that a reality for yourself. So self-awareness first. And then I think that honestly, honesty with the people in your life, especially those you care about is the greatest service. It's the greatest way to show them that you love them is to give them all the information. We've talked so much on this podcast about integrity and honesty and transparency and all those things. And I think it's the greatest gift that you can give to people in your life, even if it's a little bit scary, or even if it's a little bit um, uncomfortable or uncertain, at least they can trust you. They can trust what you say. Because if you're just people pleasing, you are literally lying, right? You're literally lying. So um, while that person might get what they want in the short term, long term, if they knew you were lying or knew you were saying yes to things you actually didn't want to, I'd feel awful. If like my friend was constantly saying yes to things or my partner was constantly saying yes to things that they hated, like I don't want that for either one of us. That's bad mm-hmm. for everyone. So I think the transparency and the self-awareness will go a long way. So if you need the courage to have some uncomfortable conversations, this is your sign to go in, have the full experience, do it. (laughs) Love it. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.